Hello everyone. Hello everyone. Hey, welcome to our kitchen. We're back at our kitchen today doing a series on We've marriage. We've got marriage problems. We've got marriage problems. And you might today hear our dishwasher. We started it. Actually, Diane started it. By mistake. By mistake. <laughs> and we usually try to have that off when uh, whenever we uh, film or tape or whatever from, from this yep. location. But So if you hear... The, Hear the dishwasher, <laughs> or if you hear our ice maker drop ice, well, it is what it is. And you know, one thing you'll know for sure is that we have clean dishes. That's right, clean <laughs> dishes, and we've got ice. So yes, <laughs> we have ice, and anyway. So, but the last several weeks, we've been doing a series on. We titled it "We've Got Marriage Problems," mm -hmm. and of course, at the present time, we don't. But we have had in the past, sure. just like Everybody every else. couple has, and. And again, the thing that we want you to take away from what we've been talking about, what we're going to keep talking about over the next several weeks, is every Everybody. couple, every couple, E-V-E-R-Y, without exception, exception, every married couple has marriage problems at times. And what we mean by marriage problems, we don't mean something ending in divorce. We just mean things that they have to work out in their in their personalities and how they're going to conduct their life together right. and things and like that. And we're not talking about, in this series, we're not addressing the the uh, issues that, you know, where, where women are being beaten by their husband or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's, there's un, you know, just this uh, uh, untold amount of verbal abuse mm -hmm. or things that need professional help. We're, we're talking about the things that every couple deals with because you know most couples there's not physical abuse right and and so so those those situations need professional help and mm -hmm. so forth we're just dealing with the things here in this series that every every mm -hmm. every couple deals with at some time or another some couples more some mm -hmm. couples less but again the, the thing is all marriage marriages have problems the key is to be able to work through those problems right. so that your marriage and your home can be as happy as possible mm -hmm. and so that the marriage doesn't end up eventual, eventually in a divorce like right. half the marriages do, right. including Christian marriages mm -hmm. and it, you know Christians who are married. And that's really a sad statistic mm -hmm. because Christians ought to be walking in love in their marriages and getting along. And you know, if you walk in love toward your spouse, there's going to be everything, you know, love never fails. Right. The there's Bible's so love. much in the Bible. There's so much in the Bible that if we would just conduct ourselves according to the Bible, we'd have a good marriage. And I'll go you one more. If people would even come even halfway close to, <laughs> to acting, acting like they should as a Christian, there'd be, there you know, things that go so much better. But right. anyway... So what we've been doing is we've been looking at, at marriage A to Z, and we've been going through the alphabet, and we've been taking like letters that start with A, start with B, and C, and so forth, and just, well, I say letters, words that mm -hmm. start with A, words that start with B, C, and so forth, and just taking some words and applying them to marriage. So we, we can't get all the words. Right. <laughs> and there's some that we're going to... We gonna... would be here until eternity, basically. Right, right. And there's some words that we'll, we'll miss that we'll say later we should have included. Mm -hmm. But we're, I think we're getting some of the major things. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so we did A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, E, and F. Okay, so I can go that far in the alphabet. But now we're today we're going to pick up with G, G. And, and see how far we go. Mm -hmm. But uh, so that first one, 
is, what is it? Giggles. Giggles. <laughs> you know, something that we have had in our marriage is we've had a, we've had a lot of giggles. A lot of laughing. A lot, a lot of, of laughing. laughing. And we've said that before in the mm -hmm. previous sessions, but... You know, whenever we've told you, whenever we repeat something, that means it's really important. And, and marriages need to be happy. Right. They need to be full of, uh, of, of fun and laughter and giggles. And now it's not going to be that way all the time. Okay. We, we should understand that. But, you know, there, there should be times of giggles and mm -hmm. joy and fun. And, and we, we, I think we have giggles. We have a lot of fun. We have giggles. <laughs> we I need mean, to always be able to laugh at ourselves. Right. We need to be able to laugh with our spouse. Absolutely. Uh, we need to find funny things to laugh about. Um, the Bible says, and we've already talked about this, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm -hmm. So we ought to be full of joy and be full of fun and be able to find things that we can laugh about. Yes, I, just uh, when we started this up today, <laughs> it took us about five or six times to get this thing going today. We had to restart it because we got to laughing and giggling. Just to, you know, I'm banging on the table and she's telling me not, you know, not, you know, because I do that sometimes and when I'm preaching. So just giggly, but it's just whether it's something simple like that. But we we spend a good deal of time giggling laughing it's a lot better than being grumpy yeah. and we're and sometimes I, sometimes i'm grumpy and sometimes you're not in the mood to giggle and <laughs> but we we have a good number of yes. giggles and but it, the, what we're trying to say is you need to keep joy in your marriage right and we've seen couples that that never ever i'm talking over years and years and years and there's never any appearance of any kind of fun right. and giggles between sometimes people take life just way too seriously. Everything is really serious, and that's not really a, a healthy way to live. No, it isn't. So we're going to keep giggling, aren't yes. we? Okay. Yes. And then the next word is gentle. It's important in a marriage to be gentle with your spouse. To be um, uh, just gentle. There's. It's hard to really describe all the things that would encompass being gentle, but it's. The Bible talks about being gentle, being gentle toward your spouse, thinking about their feelings, being kind toward them, not being rough and abrasive. Or, you know, being Christians, mm -hmm. one of the one of the key characteristics of a Christian is that they're supposed to be gentle. Mm -hmm. Now, many other many other characteristics, but gentleness. And the Bible has a lot to say about, you know, the servant of the Lord must be must not strive or have strife but much we could say but be gentle mm -hmm. and and i have watched a lot of husbands not be very gentle with their wives and they'll they'll talk you know bluntly to them or this mm -hmm. or that but i've seen far more far more situations mm -hmm. far more and it isn't even close where the wife has not gentle toward her husband and crabby and abrasive and nagging and if you want to find out about nagging wives just look at the book of proverbs yeah and you know you've never been that way i've you, tried my best you're not, you know and and i appreciate that mm -hmm. you know I, you you've been a very very good wife and continue yep. to be but but we've seen a lot of wives talk to their husbands like they're like their dogs yeah they're not being dirt. gentle and, and so gentleness and mm -hmm. we just need to remember that just as christians mm -hmm. we need to be gentle you know just be gentle. Yes. And it, it, it's it's just, and, and soft spoken. Mm -hmm. and, and that'll go a long way. Yes, it will. That'll go a long way. And much we could say about about gentle. Yes. But I think we've said enough about yes. that. Let's move to the next one. The next one is gifts. Oh, gifts. In your marriage, 
be a gift giver. Yes. It is so important. It makes all the difference in the world if you give your spouse gifts. Absolutely. Um, you don't have to break the budget to buy a gift. We don't encourage you ever, ever, ever buy a gift that you can't afford or put a gift on a credit card that you're not paying off every month. But there are so many gifts that you can give to your spouse that don't cost very much. A card. Um, I could show you the card my husband just gave me for my birthday. It was so wonderful. But maybe, you know, pick up their favorite candy bar at the store or for heaven's sake, please always give them a birthday gift. And if they're a parent, a Mother's Day or a Father's Day gift, or an, uh, uh, did I say birthday? Yeah, I Christmas, think so. yeah. be sure that you give gifts to your spouse. Give gifts that mean something. Pay attention to what they like and what they don't like. And uh, just make sure that you're always giving a gift. I talked to a lady the other day who'd been married, I suppose, about 25 years. And she said not once in her marriage had her husband ever given her a gift. He never stopped by the store and picked her up flowers, never a Mother's Day or a, or a birthday or a Christmas gift. He never gave her one gift in their whole marriage. And that just broke my heart because that does something to the inside of a person. Mm -hmm. It lets them know that they're not valued and they're not important enough to deserve that kind of attention. Uh, that's, that's just really, really sad. We know of another instance where a spouse gave, gave their spouse <laughs> Uh, a really pretty, pretty, pretty uh, piece of jewelry for, for uh, an occasion. And that person didn't even uh, really thank them for it or show any kind of appreciation. And it's just uh, just heartbreaking, you know, when somebody does uh, give a gift and they're not appreciated or, or you know, mm -hmm. showing any kind of appreciation. So when you when you give a gift to your spouse, it shows that you value them that you think enough of them to spend money on them, that they're important to you, and, and you, that you treasure them. Yes, and you know what, what you and I have done over the last many years, because we've been married 34 years now, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this, is is that like when your birthday's coming up, or my birthday's coming up, or Christmas, or anniversary, or whatever it is, uh, you know, rather than me go out and buy a gift, and, and bring it home and do the element of surprise, which is good. And he does surprise me. And, and, and yeah, I put, we went on a wild goose chase once or a scavenger hunt <laughs> on, on our 30th wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. I, I bought you a gift and I hid it in the house and gave you notes and took you from one place mm -hmm. to the next and you didn't see that coming. And I did not see that coming. <laughs> so those are all good things. But what I'm saying is that what we do a lot of times is when your birthday is coming up, I'll say, now Diane, your birthday is coming up. What would you like? Right. And then, and then, or you'll do the same to me. And then we'll go out together and buy it. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of done that over the years because it, 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 a lot of times I'd buy you something or vice versa and it wasn't quite the right thing. And we would wind up taking it back and getting the right one. So I don't think there's anything wrong. No, with each that. couple has to find their own groove and what yes. works for them. Absolutely. But it is fun to have that surprise. And, mm -hmm. But the, it's, it's the thought that counts. Yes. And so, so it shows that you, you love know, them. Absolutely. It shows so, that you're willing to give something of yourself right. to them yeah. to make them feel good. It's very important to, to, mm -hmm. to be, a, to give gifts. And then when a gift is given to you, you know, make over it. Yeah. You know, show appreciation. Even if you don't like it, make over it. I'm not telling you to lie or anything, but if, if, you know, somebody gives you a gift and maybe 
it's not what you expected or wanted, but make that person feel good for giving right. it, it to you, and, and and you know let them see that you appreciate you know their 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 motive. You know, that's right. I also like what you said. Now I can't remember. You had said about not buying a gift out beyond the budget. Mm -hmm. And under when we were on the bees earlier, did mm -hmm. we talk about the importance of budgeting? I don't remember. I, I don't. We're going to talk about it more are, later. We're going to talk about it later. Do yeah. we have that? So if we're going to talk about it later, I don't know what letter it's going to come up. Maybe oh, yeah, M, money. M for money. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just say that M for mm -hmm. money because. Uh, that's a big problem mm -hmm. in marriages is is the handling of money. Mm -hmm. it, it leads to a lot of divorces. So mm -hmm. let's table that. Yeah, for... Sometimes a spouse will expect a big expensive present, but they can't afford it. And that can lead to a lot of problems um, that there's pressure for one spouse to buy something they can't afford. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one wanting that gift thinks that they should really be uh, treated in that way, mm -hmm. but they can't afford it. Absolutely. So let, let us save that for the M's when we talk about money, because mm -hmm. really money is a big, yes. I mean, that may be one of the biggest problems that we've seen that, that leads to all kinds of marital yes, problems. It it's not even so much that the couples didn't have the money. No. It was the management, mm -hmm. uh, M, money management. There we go. <laughs> so when we get to the M's, we'll talk about money management. We'll say right. some things about how important it is to have a budget as a mm -hmm. couple and to live, live live within that within that budget. Sounds good. Okay. So then we're on the G's. The next one, oh, here's one, is guidance. Guidance. And we've... Uh, you know, we've, we've watched this cause problems with couples over mm -hmm. the many years. Is this trouble or this situation of guidance as what to do in the home, decisions to make, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, on all different levels of really important decisions uh, down down to less far. <laughs> what are we going to have for dinner? What are we going to have for dinner? Or where are we going to go out to eat? Now, mm -hmm. those are those are at the bottom of the mm -hmm. of the importance uh, importance on the list. Where we're going to eat lunch? But I've watched couples get into arguments over that. Yeah. But but big bigger things, you know, uh, like what house are we going to buy? Or mm -hmm. yeah, that's a pretty big one. That's a big one. Or or you know, what car are we going to buy? Mm -hmm. or, or other what kind of clothes are we you know mm -hmm. we're going to buy? Or you know these sorts of bigger things. And we, we, you know, we've watched that cause a lot of trouble in marriages, yes. and it, 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 it has to do with what decisions we're going to make. And in Christians, the Bible said that Christians are supposed to be led by what by the Bible, the written word of God, and mm -hmm. by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Right. And and if you study the Bible, you'll see that God leads us with His written word. Mm -hmm. And if you have to make a decision that's not found verbatim written in the Bible, like what house do we buy or, you know, that kind of you know, major, or, you know, or where we're going to send the children to school or, you know, what college are they going to go to or big decisions, then you can't find that written verbatim in the Bible, what, what house to buy. So, the, so God has given us as Christians, his Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to lead us and guide us with what I call peace versus no peace but having said that what we have what, what, what we what you see in the Bible it's clear in the Bible that God has put the man the husband mm -hmm. 
as the head of the home. Yes. And the wife is supposed to be submissive to her husband. Mm -hmm. But the Bible also says we're supposed to be submissive to one another. So that doesn't mean that the husband is the dictator. Right. And that he's, you know, running things like, like a dictator. It doesn't mean the wife is supposed to be the doormat. Uh, you know, we've always operated on an, on an equal footing, mm -hmm. and, and I guess if we were going to put percentages on us, I'd say it would go 51%, 49. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and that that extra 1% means I just get to break the ties. Mm -hmm. If there's a decision we have to make and we can't come to an agreement on mm -hmm. it and we have to make a decision, then I would have to, God-given, He's right. given me that. It's a responsibility mm -hmm. to break the tie. Right. And if you really look at it, it's not, I've found it not to be, a, oh, I'm the macho man. I'm going to make the decision. It's it's a responsibility. responsibility yeah. and, it, and if things go wrong, I mean, uh, I, I'm responsible. Right. You know, if I make a wrong decision. And there have been times that uh, we disagree on something. And, you know, I say, I really feel like this is the right thing. And he'll say, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't agree with that. I don't think it's the right thing. And it's it's like I really, really listen because I've learned over the years that God has placed that, that wisdom in him. And he's proven, my husband has proven that he's wise and hears from the Lord and uses his brain. And so uh, I listen to it. And when I think one way and he thinks another and he says, I don't think that's a good thing, I you know, step back and really listen to it. But, you know, I'll say the exact same thing going the other way because there's been times over the years I felt like we were supposed to do a certain thing and I came to you and talked about it. You didn't think, you, you didn't have peace with it mm -hmm. and we didn't do it. Right. And sometimes you can have the right plan but the wrong timing. Right. But, uh, you know, the Bible says we're supposed to be submissive one to another. So I listen very carefully to mm -hmm. you. As well, and if you don't have peace with something, then I'll back off of it. Right. And uh, but it, as you study the Bible, I like to put it this way: God will uh, a Christian couple. God leads. I like to say it this way: God will lead that couple through the husband, mm -hmm. and give confirmation through the wife. Right. And so, and, and unless you and I are in agreement, now we're talking about big decisions. Right. We're not talking about or is it going to be McDonald's or Burger King? You know. You know what I'm saying. Right. But big stuff, you know, God will lead through the husband and confirm through the wife. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, if I feel we need to do something and you're not in agreement with it, we'll just put it on the shelf and hold off. Right. And and, and so forth. And it's worked very well for yes. us over, yes. the, over the many years. But I tell you what, we, you know, we were talking before we came on the, on the, on the video here about some situations that we've seen over the years. I think we wrote some of them down, but I remember, and I'll keep these very brief for the sake of time, but the one couple attending our church, they were doing very well financially. They, they, they left the Sunday service to drive home, and on the way home, the wife said, oh, we need to drive up through that subdivision. And so they went and drove up through that subdivision, mm -hmm. wherever, wherever it was, and she saw this house that was for sale, and it was way beyond their budget. Oh, there's the money thing. Way beyond their budget. And she said to her husband, God told me we're supposed to buy that house. Long story short, they bought that house, moved out of the other, and they were living in a very nice house. And the man said, well, if she, she said she heard from God, she must have heard from God. 
and they moved into, they sold the nice house, the very nice house they were in. They bought that bigger one. And then I, you know, I talked to him about six, eight, ten months later, and they were having some financial problems. And and long story short, he said, "Oh, I wish we'd have stayed where we were. We were in a very nice house, and Mm -hmm. we were we had no financial issues. Now we moved up into this bigger, much bigger, more elaborate house." And he said, "We've been we've been struggling financially, and it was all because his wife his wife said, "Well, I God told me we need to move into that house." that bigger house, and I asked him, I said, well, why did you do it? And I said, did you ever have any peace with it? To start with, he said, I never had peace with it. She said, we need to do it. And, you know, like you just said, she, you know, she, she, she said, well, I heard from God, and that they, they did it. And you see, they should have talked about it. Right. And, and, and he should have made it known that he didn't have peace with it, and she should have respected that, mm-hmm. and they could have stayed right where they were. They were living in a very beautiful home as it was, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have had all that, that trouble. Right. And you know we've got other other such uh, su- such examples here. Uh, you know uh, I'm looking at one here where there was a, a couple that started attending our church, and and they seemed just very very happy. And this mm-hmm. man, particularly, he was very happy, and he had got a nice job in the area. And, and actually, he was volunteering on the church grounds. Mm-hmm. To, you know, and that made you really really happy. <laughs> You know, weeding the flowers and all of that. He was just as happy as a lark. And one day he comes home from work and his wife says, God spoke to me today and we're supposed to move to another state and, and go to a certain Bible school. And 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 he came in and he told me that. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you have peace with it? He said, no. He said, not at all. He said, I don't. And I said, do you feel God is saying that to you? He said, obviously not. And long story short, uh, he, he, you know, he said, well, my wife hears from God. We're going to do what she she says God's saying to do and off they went and then I found out sometime later they had gotten in a mess mm-hmm. and, and and don't misunderstand me women can hear from God mm-hmm. wives can hear from God you can hear from God absolutely and you have many times but at, the way God leads is he'll lead through the husband he'll confirm through the wife and and there again you know, if if we're walking in in agreement and we're not going to do anything major unless we agree, I mean, what's wrong with that? That's how right. it ought to be. But but we've seen some situations where where and, and to be as honest as I can, it's it's typically the wife mm-hmm. saying that she has heard from God and we're going to do this and, and what what she thinks God is saying to do, and the husband doesn't doesn't question it; he just follows along. And then, they get in that in case, the man. The husband is letting the wife lead him. That's right. Now, mm-hmm. so, in fairness, sometimes women have to take the leadership mm-hmm. role because the husband won't do it or right. can't. He could do it, but doesn't do it. Doesn't step up. Doesn't usually end up good. And doesn't end up good. One guy actually told me one time. He, he said, he said to me, he attended our church for years. This couple. He said that his wife was his prophet, and that she did all the hearing from God. Now that's so. That is so goofed up. Mm-hmm. And, and and that that couple that 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 whole deal that that marriage was so goofed one of the most goofed up message, marriages I've ever seen, and much I can say about it. But but she's no, she's not even a prophet or a prophetess to start with. Mm-hmm. But he said, well, she's my prophet. Well, that's that's ridiculous. And she right. wasn't a prophet to anybody. No. It was a mess. And he needed to step up and be the man of the house and hear from God. Mm-hmm. And she needed to come in in line side of him. And, and do that, you know, like like we have done, you know, we don't make a move unless we're both in agreement. Wouldn't that be better? Yes. But that was a mess, wasn't it? Yes. 
and it didn't have to be. So we're talking about guidance. God, look at Mary and Joseph. Mm -hmm. You know, the first couple, if you will, of Christianity. How did God guide Mary and Joseph? He spoke to Joseph, didn't he? Yes. He didn't guide through the Virgin Mary. He mm -hmm. led through Joseph. Right. So, I mean, much we can learn from that right there. Not demeaning women at all. Because mm -hmm. I, I lean on you to hear from God. Mm -hmm. But but the way God has set it up is I'm supposed to hear from him and you're supposed to confirm as we've said and then move on down the road. I get so stirred up about this because I've seen so much abuse in this area and so many, so many marriages just a mess because... The man just sits back and lets the wife, quote unquote, do all the hearing from God. And he never even lovingly questions it. And it's just a mess. Right. And also we have to understand that that um, what we're talking about is something that is balanced. Right. And this, this, what we're talking about right here with guidance, can get totally out of balance and out of whack in certain cults and stuff like that. I'm sure you've heard of the Duggar family, or some some call the Duggar family. I think they had 19 kids, 19, 19 kids and 19, counting. Wow! And they were they were part of a cult where the wife was subservient, the man controlled everything, uh, the woman was you know told to dress a certain way, to not wear makeup, to have their hair fixed a certain way. Their only responsibility was to have children and and run the home. And that's an abuse of this situation. There's also another cult called the F FLDS that's part of the Mormon church that Warren Jeffs was the leader of. And that was taking the, the doctrine of the headship of the man in the household to the way, 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 way extreme to the point where uh, women were told who they, you know, 14 year old girls were told who they were gonna marry and, and how many children they were going to have and, you know, what they could do around the house. And we're not talking about an abuse of that. We're talking about a healthy, healthy relationship in the home with mutual respect and love. Do, do you feel like I present an attitude to you or I'm running things and I'm the, I'm the all powerful here and I hear from God what I say goes. And if you're not going to go along with it, you know, it's, it's my way or the highway. Of course, never. No. Do you feel like <laughs> we have a good communication Absolutely. system and that I'll listen to you and mm -hmm. that we, we don't make moves unless we're both in agreement? Absolutely. So, and that's the way it ought to be. And we've done reasonably well, yep. you know, with, with guidance and, and following mm -hmm. the right path for our home. Yes. So, have so we been have perfect. We have one more G. We have a lot of Gs, but we have one more G. Mm -hmm. It's grace or mercy. Yes. We encourage you to give your spouse a break. Have some grace and mercy toward them. The definition of grace is the act of giving acceptance unconditionally and voluntarily to an undeserving person by an unobliged giver. So it's something that your spouse might not deserve you to have grace with them. Um, you know, it's just, it's just the gift that you give them, giving them a break. You know, everybody, everybody, your spouse is going to deal with problems in their life, just like you are. Um, some, sometimes more frequent than others, whether it's the loss of a loved one or sickness or aging, hormones, tiredness, frustration, unemployment. I mean, the list could go on and on. Problems at work, family problems, emotional problems, uh, financial issues, they might too you know, have times in their life where they're too busy and they're just struggling and they need you, your spouse needs you to be gracious during these times and give them a break. When your spouse is struggling, extend them some graciousness 
Don't try to demand, you know, uh, top performance from them when they're struggling through a situation. Yes, you know, very good. And, you know, grace and mercy. Uh, mercy is not getting what you do deserve and grace is getting what you don't deserve. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, I have done, done things where I have deserved you to really, you know, go off on me. You know, with your verbally, <laughs> like Johnny Cash when he was in jail singing Folsom Prison Blues, I knew I had it coming. <laughs> you know, and there's been times I knew I had it coming, but you extended mercy and you didn't give me what I deserve. And then there's other times where I, you know, that's mercy. Now, grace is getting what you don't deserve. There's been times where I haven't really deserved you to be nice and go beyond the call of duty toward me, but you've done that anyway. And that's grace. That's grace. That's and, what and, God wants us to do. In, in Luke uh, six thirty one, it says, "Do to others as you would like them to do to you." And I know when I'm going through a rough time, or, or you know, whatever that might be, I appreciate it so much yeah. that my husband cares about me and gives me some space and understands and is gracious to me. So grace and mercy, we need to extend that. God's extended that to us. We ought to extend that to our spouse. Absolutely. You know, I want to throw in uh, something else here that we don't have on our... Uh, have we gotten to... Our, the next one is H, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you said something that we don't have have in our notes, but I want to mention it so we can handle something just impromptu. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yes. But you talked about... Where next word is... Next letter is H. Mm -hmm. You said the word hormones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know... Every couple, married couple knows that, that, let's just talk about it. During the month, there's a week out of that month where a woman's hormones, how, I mean, how it can well, be I difficult. Think, I think can cause problems. I think you better to describe that to me. <laughs> what happens during that time, that time well, of the that, month? That a person can uh, experience a person, stress. A, a lady. A lady can be, uh, can have physical things that bother her. Uh, can be more stressful, uh, have a very short fuse, feel angry, um, not for any good reason. That's just on the inside of her and everything might set her off. And that's during that time mm -hmm. of the month. And and men, husbands, need to be understanding. Mm -hmm. And that's under you for understanding. But men need to be understanding during that, that hormone time, that hormone time, and, and a woman needs to keep her mouth shut <laughs> during that time. I didn't say that; she said that. But you can and give say their that. husband some grace. To, you, know. <laughs> you know, thinking back on it over the years, we had we we didn't have too much trouble with that. That's because I knew that I was having that problem at that time of the month, and I learned to keep my mouth shut. And because I, I knew, I in your mind, you think the problem is with with your spouse when you're feeling that way, but I learned and knew enough to know that I'm just seeing it that way because of hormones. Right. And, and there are a lot of people who have that problem, uh, what they what they used to call the change of life, you know, when hormones are dropping, you know, in 40s or 50s, whatever. And some, for some people, that can be a real problem, too. Yeah, I knew women were going through that at church when they sat there and they fanning themselves. It was real <laughs> cool in the building. Anyway, but let's don't talk about that. But it, it happens to women. Mm -hmm. and, and I think another reason is I realized that we didn't have more trouble with that is you did your part. Mm -hmm. And I realized yeah. that during that time you were 
uh, touchy. Yeah, and, and so I was. I tried to be understanding, and I, I went out. You know, I during that Stay week a little bit farther. I, away. I, during that week, just go on, a, go out, play a lot of golf, or <laughs> go. Like one guy said, there was one week out of the month he goes fishing. You know, and just just I, we're try, I'm trying to be we're funny. We're just here. trying to but, be funny and but, bring some humor to it. We're trying to laugh. But but it is something that couples. Really, I mean, it, it is an issue, and 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 if if wives would do what you mm-hmm. did, and husbands would, I think, try to do what I've done as far as just be understanding, I, that that week out of that month can can go a lot a, a lot more smoothly. Yes, yes. All right, let's go on to the H's. Okay, the first one we've kind of talked about this before is hugs. Hugs. Make sure that you're hugging your spouse, yeah, and that yeah. you're close, right. and that you're tender, and that they can feel your touch, and and how much love is conveyed through that touch. Yes. Yes, and then we have honesty. Yes. You know, just being honest with your spouse is so important. Yes. And as Christians, I mean, we're supposed to be honest. Yes. And uh, if you just be honest with your spouse, it, it, it's so important. Yes. I, I worked at a place one time where there was a, a woman employee, and she uh, she liked designer clothes and what she would do is she would uh, go to the store a high-end store and she would buy the whole outfit you know whether it's the the dress and the shoes and the purse and the earrings and the necklace and the ring and the bracelet everything to go with that high-end outfit and she would keep them all in her trunk and she would take them all out one by one like one week she'd take out one piece and one week she'd take out the next piece of the outfit and she did that. She was she was being deceptive to her husband because who did, who did that? Who did that? No, 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 don't don't tell. Well, you tell me when we turn that thing off. I don't know. But who she was that. being deceptive. She was covering up what she was doing to ease the pain of 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 her spending. Of when he got the credit card bill, that's under money. We'll talk about that. So, but you know, joking there. But that's see, she's being deceptive, right? And that's not good, right? And when she gets found out, she's going to lose trust. Right. And, you know, now we've joked a, a bit, and not saying that that was something to joke about, what right. she was doing, she shouldn't have been doing. But very serious, mm-hmm. being honest with your spouse. And once you, you tell a, a lie to your spouse, mm-hmm. even a white lie, which is called a half-truth, but a half-truth equals a whole lie. Right. And, and, you know, lying is no joking matter in the Bible. No. The Bible talks about liars going to hell. Right. God hates a lying tongue. God hates liars. And he the, doesn't know, hate liars. He hates he, lying. He hates lying. And, and it's nothing to joke about right. because it, it's a very serious thing with God. God is truth. Mm-hmm. There's no lie in him. And, 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 and we should never lie. We should tell the truth. And you know that's a problem that's going on in our nation right now is you don't know what I mean. There's always been lying, mm-hmm. but over the last I'd say over the last six years, lying has taken has gone up to a, a, an extreme that I have never seen before. And you, it's it's everywhere. Right. Now it's always been there, but it's it's like on steroids right now. But in in a, among a couple, a married couple. You know, if I lie to you and you find that out or vice versa, you're not going to trust me as much. It's very destructive to marriage. And when trust erodes, it just leads to nothing good. Right, right. And and it's important to me to to know that you, I know that you've never lied to me. Mm -hmm. 
You've never the only time him. I've ever been deceptive is when there's a surprise coming up for him. Well, and it's a good thing. It, that's, and that's wouldn't fall under the category right. of you know you're not telling me about a surprise party or something. But that doesn't fall under the the lying category. You know, everybody that's a reasonable person knows what we're talking about. Yes. But but if I, if you started catching me in, in lies, mm -hmm. then then then. I would lose your trust and then we don't have anything anymore right. because the foundation of our marriage, one of the main parts of that is truth. Correct. And, and you know, that leads to, you know, if you look at people who have affairs, mm -hmm. couples, uh, one, right. of the, one of the husband or the wife has an affair, it, 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 it's distrust, it's right. dishonest. Right. And so if we just stay honest, we'll stay away from that kind of thing. Yes. In Colossians 3, 8, verse 9, it says, but now you must rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have been taken, since you have taken off your old self with its practices. So the Bible tells us not to lie to each other. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. So we could go on and on with yeah. that, but just be truthful yes. and don't lie. Yes. The next one is humility. Humility, being humble. In 1 Peter 3, 8, in the NIV, it says, Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. So being humble with your spouse means that you're willing to uh, know that you're wrong that you're really willing to admit that you're wrong, that you're willing to see the other person's side of the story. Um, it, it shows that you don't think you're the most important person in the relationship. Uh, shows that you don't think you're supposed to be the center of attention. Yeah, we could say so much about humility, but mm -hmm. you know, humility is uh, being teachable, mm -hmm. uh, n not having a know-it-all attitude, mm -hmm. Uh, we've seen that amongst a lot of couples over the years. One, the husband or the wife will think they just, you know, they have know a know-it-all attitude. Yeah. And, and they won't listen to their spouse. Right. Right. They won't listen because they know everything. Right. You know, and they think they know better than their spouse. Mm -hmm. And they won't, they won't listen. And that's, that, that they're not being humble. Right. And, you know, to me, we talked about gentleness a while ago. Gentleness and humility, to me, kind of go hand in hand. If you have a humble person, you'll have a gentle person mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. But... Yes. But it's important to be humble and walk in humility and be clothed with humility, the Bible says, toward one another. Right. And, and you know, you have taught me so much about life and how to love and how to be considerate You've and many, many other things. And I trust I've taught you some, some things, too. What do you think the biggest thing is that I've taught you? Um, gosh, I could list a zillion things. Just love and communication. Communication. And uh, working out problems, mm -hmm. and uh, just uh, faithfulness and tenderness. That I mean, I, I go could write on. A, just go on, go I on and on and on. Could write a book. <laughs> but 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 you know, for everyone, one thing you taught, I taught you, you taught me something in another area. Yes, we you see, we teach each other. Completed, yeah. completed each other. But yes. you taught me how to love and how to be considerate and compassionate. And to, you know, you, and I, and I say this, you are the best example of a Christian I've ever, ever met and the best example of a, of a loving life that I've ever met. I, like one person told me that when I hadn't seen them in a long time and they, they, they knew that you and I got married and they mm -hmm. knew this lady knew you back before we got married and I ran into her at the store and she said, 
She said, Terry, when you married Diane, you hit the jackpot. And I did. I hit the jackpot. That was very sweet. But God gave me a great wife, and Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. But 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 I I think we've walked in humility toward one Mm -hmm. another. And uh, and I believe we've done that. And the next one is honor. And I'll tell you this much: you have honored me. And you have honored me. Well, I need to honor our spouse. I think we've honored each other. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. And what does the scripture say here? Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Mm And you've always done that. Something I've noticed that you've always done since we got married is if there's like, let's just say there's uh, two, two, uh, uh, two pieces of pizza on the plate. You've always taken the smaller one. Mm-hmm. Or if there's two pieces, of, uh, two, we're talking about food here, but, but in anything. But, but like if there's a, a what, what's, a, what's a food that you like or, and I like? What, uh, Ice cream. If there's ice cream. Okay, and there's a bigger bowl and a smaller bowl, and you know as well as I do, you wanted that bigger bowl. But you've always taken the smaller one. And I've even, we've gotten into little fun little arguments where I'm trying to give you the bigger bowl. And but, I'm trying to give him the best. Yeah, but you see, you do that because you honor me. Yes. And, and, and I think we've honored one another. Yes, and, and, and that's a big part of having a happy marriage and a good marriage. Yep. Is, is, is being devoted to one another, honoring one another. That means, put, how would we say it? Putting the other person ahead of yourself. Right, and thinking highly, very highly, and respecting the other person. Right, and, uh, and and you see that with the in the couple, uh, in the couple, in the Bible, c- couples that had good marriages, that the the wife would honor the husband, and the husband would honor the wife, and right. and so I think we we we've done well on that. Yes. If, if, not trying to boast ourselves, but but you've always honored me, and I thank you. And you, you've always honored me, and I thank you. Okay. The next and we're one. honoring each other right now. And let's move on. <laughs> the next one is husbands. H for husbands. We've talked a lot about husbands already, but we're going to read some scriptures. Ephesians 5.25 in the NLT, it says, For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she would. Uh, instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Yes. And verse 29, no one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for his church. You know, I, I think right before that, before you started reading in verse, uh, what was it, 25? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think right before that, I don't have my Bible right here with me, but I think it talks about wives submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about husbands love your wife. Now, we're talking about husbands here, but I've said this for years, and I said it earlier in, this, in one of these sessions, but I'll say it again. I don't, I've not seen a godly Christian wife yet that would have trouble submitting to her husband if her husband loved her mm-hmm. the way Christ loved the church and Absolutely. gave himself for uh, for for it. Now, I've seen some wives that they're Christians, they're mm-hmm. saved, they love the Lord all right, but they, they're not real good wives. Mm-hmm. And they just won't submit to their husband no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I'll just say this. I think it needs to be said right here. It needs to go right here. I know we're talking on husbands here, but w- w- let me hit wives real quick. I've seen a lot of wives, you know, talk about how 
you know, they're submitted to God. Mm -hmm. But they treat their husband like dirt. Mm -hmm. And if a wife is not submitted to her husband, who she can see, how could she be submitted to God who she can't see? Right. And God put that husband over her to protect her and love her, but she'll say, Well, I'm submitted to I'm submitted to to God, but she treats her husband like dirt. Mm -hmm. So I know we're on husbands here and I'm talking about wives, but isn't that a good point? Mm -hmm. Okay, but <laughs> let's get back on husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Stop trying to change your wife. You're not going to be able to do it. Change I'm talking to husbands now. Change yourself. And love your wife. Well, she doesn't deserve it. Well, give her grace. Mm -hmm. Give her what she doesn't deserve. And love her. And just take a step of faith. And maybe your wife is cantankerous as all get out. And, and, and hey, just take a step of faith and start walking in love toward her. Start giving her gifts like we talked about. Just walk in love. And, and treat her with gentleness and humility and, and, and walk in love. And love never fails. And I tell you what, it can really work wonders in a marriage. Absolutely. But, but I've seen lots of husbands not walk in love towards their wives. And uh, it's an unfortunate thing. So I want to charge any husband that's listening to me, check up on yourself and be sure that you're doing everything within your ability and power to walk in love toward your wife, love your wife as Christ loved the church, and, and give yourself for your wife. Uh, give your love to her, give your, compa your, your compassion, mercy, grace, gifts. Just be giving to her. Be willing to lay down your life for her. And I tell you what, it'll go a long way. And I firmly, firmly believe this with all of my heart, that, that a man's love for his husband... Wait a minute. Say that again. A man's love for his husband... <laughs> We, we don't have an we'll editing we don't have an editing department, so we gotta do it right here. Go ahead. Say a, that again. Here, here, we'll do another two. Take two. A man's love for his wife has creative power. It has creative power. The husband, the way that you treat your wife, the way you speak to your wife, can create uh, an awesome wife. Um, yes. And I've seen it in action. I can see it with my husband and the way he treats me, the way he talks to me, um, the way he makes me feel beautiful. Um, my husband could tear me down. I mean, he would have every reason to tear me down and make me feel, because cause I'm a human being, you know, uh, pick at my faults. And when a husband picks at his wife's faults all the time and, and maybe her appearance and all kinds of things, it... Uh, it destroys his wife. So it destroys his marriage and it destroys any hopes he has of having a good marriage. But when a husband builds his wife up, he creates in her a better and better and better wife. Yeah. Um, you know, honey, I really appreciate how you dusted. I really appreciate how you cook that food. I really think that your hair looks nice. I really, you know, you look really nice in that outfit, you know. And on and on and on. You are, husbands, you are creating a better wife when you do that. Yeah, so it pays rich dividends. It pays wonderful dividends. It really, really does. It really, And it'll really give does. your wife such a, uh, uh, 
wonderful feeling about herself that she'll be so so wonderful to live around. Yeah, it, it, it you know love never fails. Love so, never fails. So let's let me read this one more verse here. First Peter three seven says, in the same way husbands must give honor to their wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are. Now when it says weaker, it's talking about phys- you know, physically. Right. You know, but she is your equal partner. Oh boy, this is good. Well, it's the Bible. It ought to be good, mm-hmm. right? She is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Wow, that's important. Mm-hmm. And she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Mm-hmm. So you're my equal partner. Yes. So, so I, I don't, I don't run roughshod over you. No. You're, you're equal. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I'm the head in that I have to make domestic decisions, mm-hmm. break the ties. I right. like what one guy said, if there's a tie, then I have to break it or get to break it. And it's a responsibility thing. But we need to, husbands ought to treat their wives as equal partners. Mm-hmm. And wives ought to do the same back. Right. And boy, it works out wonderfully. So yes. anyway, well, we could go on and on, but we got through, what did we get through today? The H's? Yeah, we got through the H's, mm-hmm. and when I squint in the camera out there, you're probably wondering why I'm squinting in the camera. It, well, I've got bifocal, so I don't want to do that. Okay, so we've been 48 minutes. It's time to stop. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we stop here, and we'll pick up next week with the eyes, yeah. and uh, it'll be an intriguing thing. Oh, did I tell them maybe <laughs> what the first word is? We'll pick up with, our, with the eyes next week and go from there. Is that okay? That sounds great. Okay, I trust we're helping some marriages out yes, there. Yes. I really do. And, hey, and, and if this, if you like this, enjoy this. If it's helping you, share it with other people. Yeah, share it with other people. And uh, uh, I, again, if, if you, nothing else, you get a few laughs. I guess so. <laughs> what do you mean by listening to us? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But, but we trust we are helping some yes. people. And uh, remember, it's not enough just to hear this stuff. Right. You got to do it. That's right. You gotta do it. <laughs> Believe me, I watched mm-hmm. many couples. They heard it all. They knew what to do, but they never did it, and they right. wound up in divorce. So anyway, hey, so we'll pick up here next week with uh, with the eyes and move forward. So yes. uh, hey, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, and uh, we're all going to die one of these days. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says there's there's a hell that you go to. So hey, you don't want to go to hell. Repent of your sins, receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, call on his name. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Call on his name, receive him as your Savior, follow him and serve him, and one day you'll miss hell, you'll make heaven, and he'll make your life and your marriage worth living in the meantime. What do you say? Sounds good. All right, so do that, and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.